0: Log Talk Radio Life is super sonic. We've got to be the body To rock it like we're never gonna See it again We are exploding in the world is gonna know it will like you're never gonna see us again.
1: Come on over. Come on over. Happy New Year 2014 is here and so is Pure Gold. Welcome once again to the show that covers everything and anything and tells it like it is. My name is Joe Pacino and my co-host who I haven't talked to since our anniversary show is David Gomez. Sir, how are you? Uh, David Gomez, where are thou?
0: Hi, sir, can you hear me?
1: I can hear you. Hey, technical difficulties.
0: Yeah, as always, it wouldn't be pure gold if there weren't technical difficulties. Apparently, these uh, headphones that my wife uses for work don't work for me. But anyway, folks, <laughs> like I said, it wouldn't be pure gold with the word technical difficulties. As always, if you'd like to be a part of the show, 714-364-4721. Check us out at puregoldpg.com. And as Joe said, Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Wow, Dave, uh, we haven't really spoke since our anniversary show back in December. And got a lot of dis- a lot of things to discuss, like uh some wrestling, some football, some hall of fame with baseball inductions today and uh go over a nugget or two. But first, sir, how was your holiday? More technical difficulties. Alright. As we wait for Dave to reconnect once again. Hey here he is. Dave, can you hear me? <laughs> wow folks. I mean, the guy wanted me to do a show tonight. And, what a load! Um, what an
0: absolute load! What a dog <laughs> turd! I don't know what's going on. These stupid headphones don't work. I'm trying to do this, as you folks know. Um, you know, we're no longer in the studio, so we're in our, our homes. And uh, of course, as always, pure gold sucks, and you know it doesn't work. So, anyway, sir, uh, you were saying we haven't talked since the uh, beginning of the new year.
1: We haven't talked since our anniversary show uh, back in December. A lot has gone on. But first, how was your holidays? It was good, sir. How
0: was yours?
1: Uh, I can't even hear a word you're saying.
0: What are you doing? (laughs) How was your These stupid – I don't even understand. You have these headphones. They're Apple phones. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't work. This is an absolute travesty of justice. That's all I have to say, sir.
1: So you had a good holiday. I know you spent it in uh, the state of Tennessee, I believe. Is that correct?
0: Yes, sir. I absolutely did. I was in the lovely state of Tennessee, uh, where an undisclosed location, can't exactly share that with the, the common folk, but it was good. It was very nice. Nice to be in a state where people are actually pleasant and kind and don't hate you and your family. So it was good. It was uh, it was a pleasant experience there. How did you spend what? your uh, your holiday?
1: Mine um, was good back here in Jersey, uh, typical, you know, with the in-laws one day for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with my, my family, with my sister at her house, at her home, so it was really good. New Year's, I have my sister's home again, but it's it's amazing. At our homes? At our homes. It's just amazing, sir, how we haven't spoken in about three weeks, and so much has gone on in the wrestling world, so much has gone on in football we could get to and then so much we could discuss about the Hall of Fame that just came out today, the three people that made it to the Hall of Fame. So we we'll get to all that, but uh how how are you braving this weather?
0: How am I braving the weather? Well, with two small children, it is not easy considering the fact that I you know, have to bundle them up like uh you know, like a blizzard is coming, like the end of the world, like it's twenty twelve basically, you know, like the movie. Actually no, I'm not thinking about twenty twelve I'm thinking about uh, the day after tomorrow. Right. So that's not fun, but uh, aside from that, sir, you know, it, it is what it is. I spend my days at home for the most part, uh, literally out of my home. So, you know, it is what it is right now. I'm in my uh, private office in the uh, the Pure Gold Studios. So, uh, you know, just here trying to, you know, uh, have a good evening, trying to, uh, you know, as I told you earlier, today is the type of day, to me, this is the kind of day that you, you live for. If you're a sports fan if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a baseball fan, this is the kind of day that you want to be a fan because you know what? This is what it's all about with the huge WWE Network announcement with all the stuff going on, of course, with the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Shame, as I like to call it, which I know we'll get to. I mean, sorry, you just you can't make it up. You got to. This is the type of thing where you have to be a part of it, sir. It's true.
1: I mean, who would think in the dead of January with the cold temperatures outside, there would be so much stuff talked about. But there definitely is. Um, before I get into that, I just want to tell the audience, what, what do you get the Grinch that stole Christmas for Christmas, uh, referring to you, Dave? Abs- actually, I got you absolutely nothing for Christmas, and that's what you deserve. But I did get your daughter's you know, gifts here as I look at them, and I wonder if I will see you in the next three months or else your daughter that was just born a couple months ago will actually fit into the gift that I bought you.
0: She probably won't. So you know, I mean, it is what it is. Sir. What can I tell you? I mean, you know how the it is with us. We don't see we don't see each other for months on end. We just uh, we just keep moving.
1: We just keep moving. Just do our show from our homes. But the reason why I, I talked about gifts is because I actually treated myself. And let's backtrack even two steps after that. After our anniversary show, the WWE did something that. I really thought they'd never do, and really, you never thought they'd do, sir. They actually unified the world heavyweight title and the WWE title into one title, known as the world heavy, no, the WWE World Heavyweight title. And since when they did that, I treated myself to yes, sir. I am now the proud owner of the new WWE World Heavyweight title, which I'm holding in my hand right now.
0: And and why are we talking about this? Can I can I just ask? Is there a reason that we are talking about you and your, well, your pathetic? excuse for a life with the WWE. I mean, what kind of loser, what kind of grown man gets a WWE title belt? And, the, the folks, the funny thing is this guy was panicking because he was afraid that they were going to somehow undo this title, make a new one, and then Joe would be screwed and he would have to go get the new belt as well. I mean, you, you, you know, how old are you? That, that's what the audience wants to know.
1: I, I, I love how you fell into my trap just perfectly when you said, like, well, who gets these belts. Well, believe it or not, the two Cy Young award winners this year, Matt Scherzer and... um what's his name, the guy uh, from uh, Kershaw, whatever is Kirsten Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw? You
0: know,
1: yeah, that guy. They each received WWE title belts from Vince McMahon himself a couple days ago after they won their Cy Young award. So those guys have been tweeting their pictures with their belts. These guys wear their belts while they're doing dishes. I don't go that far, sir, but we, we're all proud owners of the new WWE heavyweight title.
0: Yeah, well, the difference is that title was bestowed upon them, and you are a loser. Because you actually went ahead and purchased it yourself, so you know what, sir. I'm sorry you don't get that. You cannot compare yourself to Clayton Kershaw (laughs) and Max Max Scherzer because you are a pathetic disgrace of a human being.
1: It's a good segue though to introduce the the, to talk about some wrestling, sir. Because like, let's face it, the WWE just sprung this like three weeks in. They decided to unify the title. I think that they were desperate for attention, desperate for ratings. They could have built this up much more, but now we have a unified title. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think it was the right time? Obviously, it wasn't the right time. What are your thoughts in general about the new title?
0: What are my thoughts in general? Uh, it's great. Uh, I think, it's, no, I agree. I don't think that it was a good move. Um, I don't, well, I do think it was a good move. I just don't think it was handled properly. I think that if this was going to be your big reveal, you're going to have the WWE uh, championship belts combined. Um... You gotta, you gotta have more of a build up than this, especially because if Randy Orton and John Cena were two big stars, sadly, um, I just think it was it was a scrappy, sloppy, jalopy move. They threw it together, and then oh wow, now the titles unified with no build up, and it goes to show you how much effort they put into the uh, the product. But that's kind of besides the point. I don't want to crap on the WWE today because when we have the WWE Network with an amazing announcement, I think that's more of a of a focal point, something positive to talk about.
1: Very true. And the Royal Rumble is only about a couple weeks away. You have the rematch between Orton and Cena. Uh, who really cares about that? But the big news in the wrestling world was just tonight, about an hour ago, on the com website, on their app, uh, any other social media. You could have caught their live press conference from Las Vegas. And that's right. Dave alluded to it. And the WWE finally introduced the WWE Network, which premieres on February 24th, 2014. So, sir. For nine ninety nine a month, I learned, you could get uh, a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of video, a whole lot of content on this network, including all 12 pay-per-views, including WrestleMania. Again, for nine ninety nine a month, that comes out to about $120 a year. It's a steal of a deal. We need to sign up, even though we're, we hate wrestling. It's I mean, just take all my events. Just take our money.
0: What was interesting to me is that you, you said something that's so key that if you think about it, it's, I don't think this is getting enough play. How many pay-per-views did you say? All 12, sir. All 12. That's right. Not all 14, not all 15, but 12 pay-per-views. And to me, that is exactly where you need to be. It's exactly where you want to be. Um, Less pay-per-views, more storyline, more time to build up the matches. So I think that's a great move. And kudos to the WWE for finally realizing that. But, sir, when you talk about $10 a month, for this channel to get on demand, any match, basically you ever want to see any pay-per-view in the history of WWE, WCW or ECW that you would like to watch and relive uncensored, mind you. And you get to watch the original programming. As I have it, uh, as I have it laid up here, I actually was looking at this before so I could have everything ready for our extravaganza tonight. Um, first of all, the fact that you get WrestleMania is included to me, makes it worth it because WrestleMania, you're talking 60 bucks, you know, um, for that one event. And, I mean, how many times do you have to, I'm not going to shell out 60 bucks. Joe's not going to shell out 60 bucks. Not because we're cheap, but because we're smart. And, you know, you're, you know we've gotten, for the past couple of years, a bunch of people together. And we've all chipped in X amount of money and gotten snacks and dominoes, pizza, whatever the case is. And it ended up being, you know, we're still charging 15, 20, we're spending 15, 20 bucks on that one pay-per-view individually. Plus, if we get together for the Royal Rumble, et cetera, et cetera. Joe and I have ordered Survivor series. We've ordered, WrestleMania, you know, WrestleMania's. Royal Rumbles, but you're talking 10 bucks a month, $120 total for the year. WrestleMania is half that price by itself, plus the fact that Sir... You know, you, ha- you and I don't order pay-per-views on a regular basis. Now we can watch every single pay-per-view whenever we want. If it's on, you know what? I'm going to watch the main event. I'm going to watch these two matches. I'm going to check it out. I have nothing else to do on a, on a Sunday night. Let me- let me me put it- I- you-, you know, you realize that you and I are going to be engulfed in wrestling, and I complain because I barely watch it anymore. But the fact that I'm going to have this channel because I'm getting it for a fact, that's already, you know, it's already on the books. I know you're going to get it. It's such an amazing, it's a steal. It's a gift. It's basically free. There's no other way around it, sir. Because these pay-per-views are valued over $600 a year. Even if you get the Big Four, you know, which is the Survivor Series, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania, you're talking, you are talking about $180, almost $200 for those four pay-per-views. You're paying less than that for every single pay-per-view plus original programming. There's a new show called The Monday Night War which is going to be, of course, exploring the whole uh, Raw vs. Nitro, WCW versus WWF, uh, WrestleMania Rewind, the WWE Countdown, plus, of course, Legends House, which is what Joe's looking forward to the most. And uh, you can watch NXT, Superstars, etc., cetera, et cetera. That Sir, I mean, how do you, if you're a wrestling fan, how do you not get this channel?
1: Yeah, it's true. And the beauty of it, too, is that um, what I learned, too, I don't know if you're reading it right now, but the beauty of it is, like they've said, if you come home and watch a, you want to watch a pay per view, that's that's a, it's a, and it's already about nine o'clock and you still want to watch it from the beginning. The WWE has a button on their website where you can actually start and watch the pay per view from the beginning, so you you don't have to miss a thing if you don't want to. You can watch it right, you can watch it live from where you where it's at currently, or you can actually pick it up and start watching it from the beginning if you get home a little later after eight o'clock.
0: Which I'm thinking is what you'd want to do because I know me again, you have two, I have two kids. Uh, I've got to put my daughters to sleep. You know, my, my older one tends to stay up longer, and she's running all over the house and doing backflips and et cetera, et cetera. The fact that I don't have to worry about any of that and at 10 o'clock at night if I want to, at 10.30 if I want to, don't check Twitter, don't do anything, just bam, let me go on there and let me see, you know, everything from the beginning. I mean, that, that that I'm telling you, the WWE, and again, I knock them all the time. If you've ever listened to this show before, that's pretty much all I do. I actually heard a ridiculous comment by, by uh, someone who – you know, I had some respect for, it, but of course, I lost it. Who now I consider a complete and utter buffoon. This person told me that um, that they don't criticize what they don't know, so they can't do any better, so they're not going to criticize the WWE for what. And to me, that's such a ridiculous and idiotic and nonsensical and asinine statement because you know what? You're a fan. You're allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to criticize. You're allowed to think something sucks or not. You know, this person told me that. Um, Oh, you know the fans are going crazy, and you know the WWE. You don't know, watch Daniel Bryan is going to get a title shot at WrestleMania, and this and that. And I'm thinking, first of all, it's this person on drones, and second of all, I'll lay off the crack, pal. Because clearly, and this is what I told them, and this is how the conversation ended. Clearly, the WWE is not in any way, shape, or form going in the direction of Daniel Bryan versus the reigning uh, WWE World Heavyweight Champion at WrestleMania. Would you agree with that?
1: I would agree with that.
0: All right, and would you say that's fairly obvious, that even a mule would know that that's the case?
1: I mean, if you've been watching, if you've been reading uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, they put Daniel O'Brien with the Wyatt family, uh, a tag team that – to me, makes no sense. This this storyline, this like gimmick, is all 1980s. If you ask me, it's like Papa Shango revisited. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> make much sense, but you know, uh, to put him into with this tag team, it clearly shows you if you're a smart wrestling fan that he's not going to be main eventing the rest, uh, WrestleMania. And you, you even told me months ago, sir, that um, you know all these guys, um, Vince, Triple H, are all about the big guy again. It's all about the, the, the newest fat again. You see, CM Punk no longer is in the main event picture. It's all about the big guys like. The Batistas, the Brock Lesners, the, the Cenas, the, you know, the Orans, those big guys.
0: Of course, of course. And remember, folks, Brock Lesnar, the only man to kill a shark. You remember back in the day he F-5'd a shark. And I never, for a SummerSlam commercial, I never forgot about that. This guy I used to work with, an African guy, used to always say, he would actually do the Brock Lesnar dance, the little hop that he does, and he would say, Brock Lesnar, the only man to kill a shark. And then he would just do the, all the Brock Lesnar stuff and then go back to work. The funniest thing ever But I digress uh, Yeah it does seem like That's the that's the route That WWE is going um, You know with Batista And everything coming back And you know I'm all for that Always like Batista His last run as a heel I'm sure you'll agree Was his best work In the company um, You know Always you know a Good guy Good guy in the microphone You know Just just a, a credible person And apparently He's going to be In the Royal Rumble So I mean I wouldn't be surprised To see him against Orton at Wrestlemania But you have to be An absolute fool To think that Daniel Bryan is going to be In the main event At Wrestlemania and that that's what the WWE is building up towards. What they've been building up towards was squashing him, stomping him, kicking him down. He had two, like, day-long title reigns, so basically a complete joke both times he held the title. Um, so for anybody to say, yeah, you know, that's what they're building towards, you clearly don't know anything about wrestling, and you clearly don't know anything about the current WWE, because that's not where they're going. It makes no sense. He's not even going he's probably going to be in, like, the third tier card at WrestleMania. Hopefully they'll put him against Shawn Michaels, you know, rumored – that, that's a rumored match. I don't know if that's going to happen, and they'll put him in a high-profile match. But he's he's not going to sniff the title picture, and they've pretty much completely shunted him off of the di- the title picture. He's not even in the discussion anymore. and He's firmly planted in the mid-card. So no way in two months is he going to all of a sudden get a title shot at WrestleMania. First of all, and second of all, you know you have to be brain dead to think that. But when you look at the, the landscape of the WWE, and you know, getting back to the of course to the whole, um, the whole WWE network thing. You know, when you've got 24-7 a streaming network, when you've got all these different things, when, you know, like I said, you and I, you know, Joe, that you and I are going to get together for more pay-per-views now. Um, you know we're going to hang out. If not, you're at your house, I'm at my house. We can even talk during the pay-per-view. I mean, not even a big deal on that. I mean, you tell me, is this not a... Is is this... Did Vince McMahon not hit an absolute grand slam, you know, with this? Is this not, like, the greatest thing that wrestling, the WWE has done in the past 10 years...
1: It is definitely the greatest thing that Vince has given us. But the the thing that I worry, it tells you that you need a six month commitment, which there's no problem. With me dishing out sixty bucks to be committed for right, six right, right. months. I'm only con- I'm only concerned that this is an introductory price, and then next year the price goes up, and uh, that would suck for a wrestling fan. Like if they lock- if if they could lock me in right now, I would lock in for life nine ninety nine a month, wouldn't you?
0: I agree with that. Um, I can't imagine it going that much higher, but. My thing is this: this is such a smart business move, and apparently WWE actually met with uh, Major League Baseball and their whole internet division, and their whole, let's see, it's actually called the Major League Baseball Advanced Media. They're the ones who collaborated with the WWE to make this a legit thing for the fans. And again, to me, this is an absolute grand slam by Vince because what he's done, and probably a great part due to Triple H and Stephanie in this regard, what he's done is basically say, you know what? live, the pay-per-view, I was going to say live streaming, the pay-per-view buy rates are in the toilet, they're in the gutter for everything except WrestleMania, people are watching it less and less, ratings aren't that great, et cetera, et cetera, we need to get this, and this was announced back in 2012, folks, you're talking two full years later this is coming out, Um, but it's worth the wait to me, Now you're talking, I'm going to lock these people in at, you know, 10 bucks a month, I'm going to get, if you had, a hundred thousand people ordering these pay per views separately, but you're gonna you're telling me that let's say a hundred thousand people at, at you know sixty bucks whatever the case is. Let me see. Let me see if I can quickly you know do the math here. I mean, how many wrestling fans would you say there are on the planet today? How many WWE fans? I mean, would you count I, it in the millions? I would. Yeah, I would say
1: roughly three and a half to four million.
0: All right. So let's say there's a hundred thousand people you're ordering a pay-per-view. Pay-per-views are about forty bucks a month, right on average. On average, yeah. All right, so you're talking uh, four million dollars, right? That's that's what you're telling me you're going to make. hundred thousand, you know, that's just a round number. You know, the buy rates go up and down, et cetera, et cetera. But all right, that, that's your that's your goal. But if you're talking a million, you're talking a million people at ten bucks a month, at least a million, because that's how many you know people are going to sign up for this by boatload. You're talking ten million. You're not losing anything on these crappy pay per views. And yeah, all right. When you when you start multiplying the pay per views on top of each other, yeah, they make more money per se. But you have people paying for a premium channel, paying for WrestleMania, paying for everything. In this, you're gonna probably gonna have in the millions, multiple millions of people ordering this and and watching these events. And you know what? People are gonna are gonna want to pay attention. I, I know I'm I'm probably gonna watch every pay per view. I'll tell you that much. A guy who never orders pay per views, hell, I haven't watched WWE programming in months. I'm gonna start watching WWE programming again, and I'm gonna watch these pay per views. If I see a good match, I'm gonna watch it. You know what? At the very least, I'll record it and then watch it later. I, I'm gonna want to see this because I'm I'm. It's right on my fingertips. And like I said, there's to me there's no there's no knock on this. There's no downside. Joe did mention maybe it's an introductory price et cetera et cetera but I think it's going to be the, the response is going to be so overwhelming that the WWE is going to make money hand over fist on this because it's just it's just such a great idea you know it's a great plan it's something that people are going to say man I have to this is the type of thing that you as a wrestling fan you have to have this if you consider yourself even a marginal wrestling fan a WWE fan you one hundred percent have to get this this um channel you have to because at 10 bucks a month it's 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 free it's a given it's a steal sir it's an absolute steal and I, I applaud the wwe and i tell you this is the one i can't knock i can't knock this at all this is this is an absolute amazing great move by the wwe
1: i do agree and the things that really detracted me honestly over the last couple of years uh with wrestling i mean they might be things that you you might laugh at but for me personally I hate the fact that we had two World Heavyweight Champions. I hate the fact that there was a brand roster. You know, they had Raw guys versus SmackDown guys. And over the last year or so, they pretty much ended the roster, which, you know, I really like because I, I want to have one roster. The roster is so thin as it is and then you don't need two world heavyweight champions when you have a thin roster so they've done those two things you also told me there's a rumor that smack that might go live i love live television because yeah. i don't need to know what happens beforehand so if, if everything happens like this plus the network being launched in february sir I mean, I'm, uh, as much as I hate the product, I mean, it's gotten a little better. And, again, they've taken care of my two pet peeves about having two World Heavyweight Champions, and the roster brands are no longer there. So they, they're really starting to gain momentum, and it's the road to WrestleMania. It's the best, time of, the best time of year to be a wrestling fan because WrestleMania is the granddaddy of them all. It's the biggest WrestleMania ever because it's WrestleMania 30. So all that momentum right now, Vince launched this network at the right time.
0: You're absolutely right, sir. I mean, there's no, there's no if-ands or buts about it. This is the best time of the year to be a wrestling fan. As a matter of fact, I need to start DVRing Raw again so I can watch it. I missed the, I missed the um, old-school Raw, and I don't know how well that went. But of course, Jake The made his big return to that, and um, I know it makes me sound like a huge hypocrite if you're talking about WWE. I'm not saying I haven't even watched it, but I keep up with it. I'm, I'm always on, you know, WrestleZone, checking out the websites and stuff like that, just to see what's going on. But you know what, sir? I mean, like you said, this is the absolute best time of the year. And Vince, is, the fact that he's launching it—I was afraid they were going to launch it like late in the evening, you know, uh, late in the year. But the fact that they're launching it right before WrestleMania, and that's the first pay-per-view you're going to get, sir. I'm talking—you know—you're talking people in Canada. You're talking people across the country. I'm, I honestly think this is going to be in the tens of tens of millions, uh, you know, of people are going to order this, and, and they're going to make money hand over fist. There's no way, sir, there's absolutely no way that people are not just going to gobble this up. And even if you're an old-school wrestling fan, it's worth it. If you're a new wrestling fan, it's worth it. If you're, if you're a wrestling fan for 10 years, it's worth it. I mean, it's absolutely 100%. Just it It's a freebie, and I love it, and there's no knocking it, sir. There's absolutely no knocking it. And when I told my wife yeah. about it, she loved it and she thought it was a great idea and she was like you know already thinking how we can we can scam people to come to our house and make money off of this. I mean that, that, that that's that's what I'm talking about
1: yeah that's that's pure gold right there I mean the the beauty too of this is that um, I learned that you know they had a lot of different people on They had some technical guys on too all you need is if you have a Facebook account you just have to log in with your Facebook account you click the mouse three different times to agree on three different things I believe you supply your credit card and you get pretty much charged nine ninety nine a month and first you know you have to be locked in for six months it 's a six month commitment, but again, to log in with Facebook, I could do that right now right after the show 's over and lock myself into uh, you know this nine ninety nine a month it 's just an incredible deal I think the the beauty of it too is that you don 't have to only watch it on t v if you 're on the road if you 're driving home uh and you're not the driver of course cuz i don't promote you driving and watching uh your uh ww programming <laughs> on your smartphone but i of i course. can watch a pay-per-view Let, let's i can watch a public
0: <laughs> service announcement
1: service <laughs> announcement. <laughs> 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 I can watch the uh, start of a pay-per-view from my smartphone so it's i mean Vince has really thought about this from like you know a to z he's um he's made sure that everyone has a vested interest in it and i i think that this is going to be a good thing for wrestling again uh, do I like the fact that Randy Orton is the the world heavyweight champion? No, I do like the fact there's one champion, and I, I think all this stuff is building momentum. And I think I will start. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I I DVR'd and watched Raw last night. I fast forward to some parts, but still, it was old school Raw. They do these gimmicks from time to time to get you to keep you interested. And sir, uh, the product has gotten a little bit better with Triple H being in charge. Uh, you
0: know, I, I have to say that how. I'll take your word on it, sir. I I just think that, you know, this is the time of year that if you're gonna hop on board the WWE bandwagon, this is when you do it. And you know, with uh, WrestleMania building up, and I, I believe The Rock will not be a part of WrestleMania this year, which is unfortunate. But um, Hulk Hogan clearly is gonna um, is gonna go. You know, he's clearly gonna be there. There's actually some stories on multiple websites saying that he was at this press conference. They just didn't show him. Um, I mean, you gotta you gotta have Hogan there. You gotta have. Uh, You know the um, triple H, maybe Steve Austin makes an appearance. I mean, who knows? But WrestleMania 30 is going to be huge, and you know this is building towards the biggest WrestleMania history. Maybe the Warriors there. I mean, who knows, sir?
1: Who? When? What knows? Who knows? But when you talk about the road to WrestleMania, let's let's talk about some people that I was thinking about as you mentioned this. Obviously, they're bringing Batista back, Brock Lesnar's back. These are part-time wrestlers. Any word uh, have you? I mean, maybe you haven't been following wrestling that much, or but people like Chris Jericho, people like uh, Sheamus. Do you I do think not, they'll be I at I believe.
0: I believe that Sheamus will be there. He'll probably be a surprise entrant at the Rumble, or not so surprising. But I do not think that Chris Jericho will be there, sir. I, I don't see how he fits in. And you know, it, but it doesn't make sense to me. If you're Jericho, if you're, I mean, The Rock has a busy schedule. You know, like nobody else. But if you're Jericho, how are you not going to be at WrestleMania 30, you know? I mean, yeah. uh, hell, I don't even remember the last time Jericho wasn't at a WrestleMania, but how are you not going to be as big of a wrestling fan as he is, right? How are you not at WrestleMania 30? How are you not on the card? How do you not make an appearance at least? You know, I mean, you you, you can't not show up at WrestleMania 30 if you're Chris Jericho, sir.
1: No, I agree, and that's why I was just asking about I mean And, you know, Maybe I'm a little off on what I discussed with you off the air of a couple of days ago between, you know, having a match between two part-time wrestlers for the main event at WrestleMania. But, I you know, you might have a Sheamus versus Brock Lesnar for the title. Uh,
0: that would be interesting. I don't see how you build that up in two months, considering Sheamus has not been on TV and I don't know how long, and Brock, of course, is, is part-time. But the problem with the part-time, uh, two full part-time, <laughs> two full part-timers, um You know, going into the main event, the title match, is how do you build that up? John Cena and The Rock worked mostly because Cena was there every week. So how do you build up the biggest match of the year on the biggest show of the year with guys who are only there once in a while? You have them on opposite weeks? I mean, how do you do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is difficult. I, I just thought going in line with the whole... They're in love with the big man again. I thought that uh, they'd have like two big people for the, for the main event, like the biggest WrestleMania probably ever, WrestleMania 30, because it's the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania. I thought that they would go all out and maybe have like a huge match like that.
0: You mean like uh, King Kong Bundy against The Big Show type of thing?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: I mean, two they, huge guys.
1: Yeah, if Hogan came back though, I mean, which you said that he's gonna be at WrestleMania. I mean, who would you, would you, who would you want to see him wrestle one last time, one last match?
0: I want to see him go Iron Man match against Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes <laughs> triple threat.
1: Interesting. What do I you mean, think? Yeah, I mean, this is why we ask you the questions. So. I
0: mean, that, that that'll draw ratings. So you know, people are gonna, are gonna <laughs> watch to see who who's the first one to die in the middle of that ring. <laughs>
1: I I don't know if Hulk Hogan can actually survive a match, uh, to be honest with you. I, I don't know if he'd be in a match, uh, and if the match would even be remotely close. I, I think Listen, Hogan... all
0: you need to do is do like you did at WrestleMania 21. Bring back Muhammad Hassan, have Hogan give him a big boot, and that's it. You know, have him that's close. It. Honestly, Hogan does not need to wrestle. If you put him in a tag team with John Cena against, uh, you know, uh, Money, Inc., or one of those, uh, or, or Demolition, you know, bring them, <laughs> bring, them <laughs> bring them back. Honestly, sir, if you put Hogan in a tag team or Hogan does almost nothing, or you just get him in there and give a big leg drop, I, I mean, excuse me, because his hit my shatter, give a big boot and pose, I think that's all you need. Hogan just has to appear at the pay-per-view event for, for fans to go wild.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, we we got plenty of time to talk about it. I don't even think we mentioned, sir, the fact that you know we will be on regularly again starting in 2014. Usually, we're gonna we're we're playing on t- every Tuesday night. We had some technical difficulties last night, so we're on tonight. But starting the 14th next Tuesday, we will be on every week uh, from 10 to 11, I believe, sir. Pure Gold is back.
0: Well, it's going to need to be 11 to 12 with this new setup that we have for, uh, you know. With, with, with the licensing fees and everything else that so we have to better to get the show on the air, uh, i say uh, 11 and 12 is more viable, just like we're doing tonight. All
1: right, so 11 to 12 every Tuesday night starting next week, the 14th. And I'm sure that Dave, Mr. Mom, as I now call you, <laughs> will work on getting guests again. Because, you know, Dave, uh, you told me that you'd start lining up guests, and right now well, I'm talking to just you, so get on it.
0: Listen, that's all you need. All you need is me and you talking to each other for an hour, and then the, the ratings are going to go through the roof, the fans are going to go wild, 1640 is going to come back, it's going to be resurrected, and we're going to start making money hand over at sir. just like the WWE.
1: Wow, I don't know what kind of weed you're smoking down in your basement, but uh, yeah, invite me over one day, and uh, I'll join the party.
0: I definitely will, sir. And it's hard to have a basement when you live on the uh, third floor, by the way.
1: <laughs> That's good. So let's talk to uh, about our next topic. We've uh, pretty much beaten down the wrestling topic for tonight. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame, something that I told you, who were the three inductees. The one big announcement, in the tri-state area at least, is that Mr. Mike Piazza did not get in again. But the people that were inducted were Frank Thomas, the big hurt, Tom Glavin, the big loser, and Greg Maddox, the the professional scientist uh, pitcher. So uh, your thoughts on Mr. Mike Piazza not getting in again?
0: Well, sir, I think that the, the – I was going to say the WWE Hall of Fame. That's another, another <laughs> sham, by the way. But oh, yeah, definitely. The whole Hall of Fame is an absolute sham. How is how is Mike Piazza not inducted into the Hall of Fame? First of all, how is he not a 1st ball Hall of Famer? Nobody gets in last year because the steroid thing – All right, whatever. How does Piazza not get in this year? Mike Piazza was the most prolific offensive catcher in baseball history. The guy was a machine. The guy literally – didn't use his legs to hit the ball, which goes against everything you're taught in Little League. You're supposed to drive the ball, turn your hips into it. Piazza was as stiff as a board, hitting 420-foot bombs left and right. I mean, the guy was a machine, no drugs. The most controversial thing Mike Piazza ever did was come out and admit that he was straight, which to me, I think it's still ridiculous that he even felt the need to address that or to discuss it, but that's, you know, if you're from this area, you remember all that, that nonsense. But the truth of the matter is, the Hall of Fame is an absolute sham. When you look at the fact that it took Ricky Henderson multiple years to get in, took Jim Rice 15 years, his last year of eligibility, the fact that Albert Bell will never get into the Hall of Fame because he was hated by baseball writers and he's off the ballot forever, to me is an absolute scam. The, Albert Bell was the dominant baseball player. He had amazing numbers. Other guys have, have you know, had these amazing careers. How do you not look at Ricky? How do you look at Ricky Henderson and say that he's, and I talked about this last year at this time, he's not a Hall of Famer. Explain that to me. You know, how does anybody not vote for him? How do you not vote for a guy like Albert Bell, who 10 years was like the most dominant guy on the planet, all because he's he's unlikable, all because he was surly with the media, because the media, I mean, to me, if you're going to vote that way, you shouldn't even have a vote. It's a joke. It's an absolute sham, and it's a disgrace. You don't want to vote for guys like, uh, you know, Barry Bonds and Marjorie Clemens? Okay, I understand that. Mike Piazza was never even linked to anything, and he doesn't he get in. And then, again, Albert Bell, I mean, sir, what do you think about about this whole mess?
1: Well, I mean, you talked about a sham uh, of it all. I think the biggest sham is just the, the whole process. The fact that only baseball writers are allowed to vote, uh, to me, makes no sense. And I'm pretty sure it's probably that way with all of the other three sport, main sports in the U.S., but they, they really need to rethink on how they, they want to do this whole process of people getting voted into the whole thing because why are just baseball players, uh having a say in it? And, you know, the, obviously they're going to have an opinion about a person, especially if they covered this one person and they were being, like, snotty to them or just not being nice to them during, like, the press conferences. Of course you're not going to vote somebody in. Like like you said, Albert Bell, yeah, but, nobody uh, likes him but
0: why? Explain it to me. Why is that? Why are you allowed to not vote for somebody because you didn't like him? That that's a jo- why do why do you have to like a player to vote for him to hall in the hall? Of Fame, the hall? It, it's based on talent. It's not based on how likable the person was. All right, I'm going to give you stats here, and I'm going to tell me does this guy belong in the Hall of Fame? All right, I'm going to start 1991, uh, and I'm just going to give you uh, I'll give you a batting average too. All right, two 282 282-2895, thirty four one twelve. Um two ninety thirty eight one twenty nine. Three fifty seven thirty six one oh one uh three 11, wait hold on three seventeen, sorry. Um fifty one twenty six three hundred eleven forty eight one forty eight. Three thirty two thirty one sixteen. Three what the hell is this? Um sorry, that was two seventy four with that one. Three twenty eight forty nine one fifty two. 297 117 and finally in his last year, 281-23-103.
1: You're obviously talking about a catcher, uh, Mr. Mike Piazza. If you if you talk no, about a catcher um, like
0: that... sir I'm ahead. talking about Albert Bell. Those are Albert Bell's numbers. Albert Bell hit... The, the least amount he hit in, in an 11-year span was 23 homers. His least amount of RBI is 95. 28 homers one year, 34, 38, 36, 50, 48, 30, uh, 49, 37. The guy that the next to last year of his career hit 37 homers, drove in 117 RBIs. He he knocked in over 100 runs, let me see. All, all but in 1991, his whole career, basically, he knocked in, because uh, his first two years in Cleveland he played 62 games, he played 9 games, but he, he, the basically, the majority of his career, he hit he had 100, knocked in 100 runs, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 years in a row over 100 runs, and all 10 years over 95, and then he had between 23 and 50 home runs every, are you kidding me? This guy, it should have been a first ballot hole favorite, and his batting average.
1: Wow. Dave went on a rant, and it looks like his phone cut off, unless my phone cut off. Uh, Dave, you still there? Hello, Dave. <laughs> it looks like Dave went on a rant, and I, I understand what he's saying there, because, you know, somebody like Albert Bell should be in the Hall of Fame, and somebody like Mike Piazza, again, talking about Mike Piazza because he's in the Tri-State area, Mike Piazza and being a Met fan, Mike Piazza should get in. No links to no steroids, no PEDs, no nothing. The guy is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and it's a shame that he didn't make it Last year or this year? I mean, the best catcher offensively of all time does not get into the Hall of Fame. Something about that just does not make any sense to me. And again, it's Wait, all speculation. Uh, with the guy. Um, yeah. What
0: was that? What was that all-time one?
1: The all-time offensive catcher of all time.
0: Oh, you're talking about him, but uh, Piazza. What do you think about the whole uh, that when I was reading you for Albert Bell?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, the whole, I, I agree that Albert Bell should get in the Hall of Fame. The stats that you just read right there are <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, this is what I think of the of the baseball writers who vote. Go no! to hell! You make me all honestly, think. sir. I was listening to uh, Sirius today, the Mad Dog Sports. Uh, the guy, I, I think it's uh, Dan Lagrava or Dan Grava. I forget his name. He was okay. saying that some of the guys who have vote, who have votes haven't covered a team in twenty years. And they still have votes. They haven't, they haven't done beat writing in twenty. Why? Why is this not? Why are guys like Mad Dog not given a you know a, a chance to to vote? Why are more people not given a chance to vote? This is a sham. The personal aspect of it, you should not be. If you're going to vote for guys like Jock Jones, if you're going to vote for for nonsense guys, JT Snow, you're going to give those guys votes for Hall of Fame. First of all, you should have your head examined, and second of all, you should have your vote taken away permanently because you're a fool. Who, who's a disgrace to your, to your your profession, and you don't deserve to have, you, you, I mean, you, you barely deserve to live. I mean, how <laughs> do you vote for these guys, and you don't vote for Mike Piazza, you don't vote for Albert Bell, you don't vote for Ricky Henderson, et cetera, et cetera, up and down the list? It's it's an absolute disgrace.
1: But that's that's my, the bigger beef that I have is the whole process of it. Like, why are only baseball writers allowed to vote? Why are not like analysts and color, color commentators, people that actually watch baseball games every single day for, you know, 162 games a year? Why why don't they get a say in it? It doesn't make sense. You that make baseball it doesn't make sense, it sense, sense. That baseball writers. Yeah. you know
0: what? they should do? They should have guys former hall of Fam- Hall of Famers who are still, or you know, give them a vote, or guys who are, uh, you know, like you said, commentators or former professional baseball players who are commentators, or you know what? Uh, the media, the guys the, on the you know sports talk—I don't, I don't know how you would do it, or who exactly—but the fact—it's a joke, sir. It's an absolute joke. This is this is a complete and utter disgrace. And you know what? They need to do the base owners need to do this. Have some guts. Show some guts. get Y
1: you, you know what it comes down to, sir, is the fact that if Mike Piazza doesn't get in. Next year, then there's a good chance that he doesn't get in for another ten years.
0: Well, I mean, I guess that's possible. If Ryan Sandberg is in the Hall of Fame, then Mike Piazza should have gotten in the Hall of Fame blindfolded with, it, with everyone's eyes closed. You know.
1: Well, what's crazy is that, like you said, there's no like proof, there's no evidence that the guy ever did any steroids, any PEDs. I mean, uh, to speculate that the guy may have done steroids in a steroid era is just wrong. If you're not, if that's the only reason why you're not going to vote the guy in.
0: Right, but but how do you not vote a guy in because you don't like him? Explain it to me.
1: I, I can't. I mean, it makes no sense. It really doesn't.
0: It's it's it's. A, I mean, it's a joke. And you know what the truth is? If you if you think that's good, if you think that's okay, if you think that's legit, then you're a fool. And you shouldn't deserve to have a you shouldn't deserve to have an opinion, the same way the guys are complete fool to think that Daniel Bryan is going to get, you know that, that that's what they were doing when they were when they were degrading Daniel Bryan when they were kicking him down when they were holding him back when they were you know shortcutting his title reigns and and bashing him on the microphone and making him look like an idiot that they were building up this huge WrestleMania match which clearly it's not going to happen In WrestleMania thirty five but not this year you're a fool if you think that it's okay to not vote for a guy who's talented you know they should do away with all the votes and they should have just stats. If you hit X amount of home runs, you're in. X amount of RBI, you're in. You know, a combination of numbers. Baseball is all about numbers and history. Just do it where you're in if you did this and you're not if you don't, and that's it, you know. It could because to me, it's it's, it's absolutely asinine, and, and it really upsets me and it irks me every year. And the whole reason that I said, you know what, we have to do a show tonight, even though we couldn't do it yesterday, is because of this. Because this is the kind of stuff that if you do talk radio, this is what you live for. This is what you want to talk about. This is what you, you know. You need to talk about. You need to just get this off your chest, because the fans out there deserve to have you know guys like us, regular people, regular Joe's, voicing our opinion. Because, you know what, our opinion is probably the same as a lot of the people out there who are not high as a kite right now. You know, we're guys, we're regular people who have opinions, and we're right, and that's it.
1: Well, let me ask you this about the Hall of Fame. In terms of criteria, you think that somebody should get into the Hall of Fame if they were dominant for about three to five years and hadn't didn't have longevity? Because the the debate, the real debate then becomes – a guy like Craig Biggio, somebody that has 3,000 hits but played 20 years of baseball versus somebody that was dominant for about four to five years. Does the person that, have, that has the amazing stats for four to five years get in over somebody that has longevity and acc- accumulates all these stats like 3,000 hits?
0: I don't think that you can do it based on four to five years. I think you know, you've you got to do it over a 10-year span because four to five years, you know, guys have done that and then fallen off the map. You know, it has to be lo- it has to be a little bit of longevity, and it's got to be a little bit of consistency. You can't tell me five years that guys haven't been great and then fallen off. I mean, you know, you, you, it's got to be ten. You, you, like I said, you look at Albert Bell's numbers, and the guy's are lock, first ballot Hall of Famer, and he should be in, well, and that's the bottom line.
1: Cause DG yeah, said the, so. the reason why I bring up the longevity versus the dominant is because if you look up somebody's uh, stats like uh, Doc Holliday, for example, who's probably going to retire – because he's had enough of his injuries and just doesn't want to come back anymore. This guy doesn't have 200 wins. I don't think he has, yeah, he doesn't even have close to two, he's about 170 wins in his career. And the guy, I think, should be a Hall of Famer. I think he was dominant when he actually was healthy. So I think somebody like that, that won 120 games consistently, should be in the Hall of Fame. But if you look at his stats, sir, somebody like Doc they wouldn't make the Hall of Fame according to your criteria.
0: Um, let me look at let me look at these numbers here. Um, just based on these numbers, I don't think I don't think you can put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's got 203 wins versus 105 losses, 6.59 winning percentage. That's good. ERA 3.38. That's good. But in terms of dominance, um, you know, he was. Uh, I'm looking at his first his first four seasons in baseball were very subpar. Uh, he has five. I mean including his last year he had six subpar seasons in a career of sixteen years, so then in the other ten years he was nineteen and seven twenty two and seven twelve and four which is not that great sixteen and five yeah sixteen and seven twenty and eleven seventeen and ten twenty one and ten nineteen and six eleven and eight i mean that and eleven and eight that's not a you know that's not a good basically he had nine good years and and one two three four i would say four really uh Dominant dominant years. How I'm looking for the ERA, I can't even find the damn thing. Um, the way these stats are broken up. Uh, let's see. In the years where he was dominant, 19 and 7 with a 2.93 ERA, 22 and 7 with a 3.25 ERA. This is in Toronto. Um, 16 and 5, 3.19. 16 and 7, 3.71. 20 and 11, 2.78. That's awesome. Uh, 17 and 10, 2.79. 21 and 10 in Philly's first year. 244 four ERA which is amazing. 19 and 6 of the 235 ERA amazing. So 1 2 3 4 I mean I think he's a great pitcher but I don't know if you could say a Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, he's got a he doesn't even have 100 more wins. Then again, let me look at another guy. Um How about looking at Pedro
1: say, Martinez?
0: Well, that's exactly who I was going to, you know, who I was looking at. Well, yeah, you
1: know, we're talking to each other so.
0: Uh, clearly. Um let's see, yeah, we're talking to each other while well, no one's out there listening by the way. Um, you know, people out there, you know, forgot, forgot, they forgot all about it, sir. All right, so I'm going to look at Pedro, Pedro Martinez. Let's look at his stats and see, um, Pedro has, um, 6.87, 0.687 win-loss, almost 700, career ERA of 293, which is, um, about .40, you know, half a run better than, uh, Doc Holliday, um again 119 wins more than losses which is amazing. Um then again I guess we're holidays are almost 100 so you know it's still pretty good. So his years all right, he was um uh, 10 and 5, 11 and 5, 14 and 10, 13 and 10 not good. But other than that he was 19 and 7 with a two this is 19 and 7 with a 289 ERA. Sir, <laughs> ridiculous. 23 and 4 with a two, sir 23 and 4 in Boston with a 2.07 ERA. Wow. He was 17 and 8 in Montreal with a 1.9 ERA. When was the last time you heard of anybody's ERA in the ones? Exactly. Um, all right, so, so let me give you 97, 17 and 8, 1.9. Uh 98, he was 19 and 7 in Boston with a 2.89, right? So it went up a lot, a, a whole run, and then it went down almost a whole run. 23 and 4, 2.07. 18 and 6 with a 1.74 ERA. So it even went further than. Who in the world? When can you think of any guy in the American League with an ERA under two? That's insane. And this is 2000 in Boston. He was uh, injured the following year, so he had he was 7 and 3 with a 2.39 ERA. The following year, 20 and 4 with a 2.26 ERA. 14 and 4 with a 2.22 ERA. 16 and 9. 15 and 8. Um, then of course, what well, actually, you know, deep, I didn't realize, he was 15-8 and eight in his first year with the Mets, it was a 2 eight, 2 eight. I didn't realize he was that good on the Mets, sir. You remember him being not that bad, good? Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he did a have a really good year
0: that year. Yeah, not bad. No, that's great. And he was 9-8, and eight, um, 3-1, 5-6, 5, and six, five right. so his last few years were bad, he was injured, he, he hardly ever pitched, um... You know, and in, uh, in his last, what one, two, three, four seasons, he only had about 50 starts, which he did that in like two years. You know, every other time, but he was dominant. I would say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He had about eight dominant years in in the bigs, and if you count the 11 and five season in in Montreal, and the ten and five, ten and five is not really dominant. But if you count the 11 and five. The fourteen and ten, seventeen and eight, nineteen and six. I mean, hell, he was. A, he, how many times did Pedro win the Cy Young? That's what I want to. That's what I want to look at. Let me My guess see, is um, three times. Is it?
1: My guess is he's a three time.
0: All right, I'll tell you right now. I'm looking up the Cy Young stats here as we uh, are getting ready to close out the show here. Um, when I look at the Cy Young award winners, oh baby, the New York Yankees. All right. He won it twice. It looks like oh, he won it three times. He won it once in the in the National League and twice in the American League, and he did it two years in a row. baseball he won in ninety seven, ninety nine, and two thousand. So he won once with Montreal and twice with Boston. I mean, that that's that's awesome, sir. That's awesome. Let's see. Did Roy, Roy Holiday won once? It looks like Greg Maddox won four times, um, which is which is all, four times in a row. Greg Maddox won, which is amazing. And the year before that, well, look at this dominance there. Tom Glavin won in 91 and John Smoltz won in 96, and the four in between that were all Greg Maddox and then Skip a year and then Tom Glavin. So you're talking the Atlanta Braves are, you know, all their dominance in the regular season and everything else. I mean, hell, you're talking uh, out of eight years, they they won the Cy Young seven times. That's insane.
1: It's insane. And then you look at somebody like Frank Thomas, who yes deserves to be in there, but so does Mike Piazza because I, I think that they, if you look at their stats together, and Mike Piazza was a catcher. Being a catcher takes a, a wear and tear on those knees. I mean, the, the numbers he put up, again, I don't think any offense, I don't think any offensive stat will be broken in terms of home runs and RBIs from by Mike Piazza. I, I think you're gonna, you're gonna, basically see the best catcher that ever lived.
0: Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, catches aren't built like that anymore, sir.
1: They really aren't. Um, so, sure, I mean, it's a, it's a sham the way the Hall of Fame is. But then again, uh, I complain about the WWE Hall of Fame when they, you know, and that's even to an extent rigged. I mean, you, you got somebody like Coco Beware in there, so let's not even go there. But you yeah, know, when I you mean, look at
0: the at the wrestling, sorry, you look at the baseball Hall of Fame. You've got like Phil Rizzuto and uh you know, Bill Mazurowski who are in there. Who were the two guys I always think of who were not Hall of Famers and are somehow ended up in the Hall of Fame who don't have Hall of Fame numbers or credentials, and I say that as uh, knowing someone who is the I think the grand, the great nephew of Phil Rizzuto, by the way. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see how you know certain guys should be in the Hall of Fame, and you know you can't compare the N L B Hall of Fame with the WWE Hall of Fame because the MLB Hall of Fame is supposed to be legitimate, and I think it's more of a sham than the WWE one. But I tell you, sir, you know, we'll have to wait and see next year. But, um, you know, the fact that Piaz is not in is definitely a travesty, and hopefully he will get in next year, sir.
1: Yeah, I agree. So before we close out, we have a couple more minutes. I just want to – I'm pretty sure if I know you as, you know, my co-host for three or four-plus years and my friend for, like, 16, you probably didn't watch any football this weekend or last weekend, right? Is that correct?
0: Um, no, I watched a little bit of it. I watched a little bit. Uh, actually, no. I was listening to the games. I'm sorry. I was able to listen to them on the radio because I was
1: out all all day basically. Well, anyway, if you're a football fan, the best weekend is this weekend. The divisional playoffs. You got you know the Chargers playing the Broncos. You have the Patriots against the Colts. San Fran goes plays Carolina, and you have Seattle, the number one seed overall play in the NFC, playing the uh, New Orleans Saints. And the topic that I have to bring up because I'm pretty sure that we don't we can't break down the games now. I'm I'm just picking San Fran versus Seattle NFC title and I'm going to pick the Patriots versus the Broncos in the AFC title and hopefully we'll have a Denver San Fran Super Bowl, but that brings me sir to my your favorite quarterback Mr. Peyton Manning. Do you think his his uh career is tarnished at all if he goes and not win a Super Bowl this year considering all these stats that he put up this year? The best probably the best uh Quarterback. I don't think it was the best quarterback rating, but the best, the most touchdowns thrown by a quarterback in a single year, Mister Peyton Manning. Do you think that his career gets tarnished if he doesn't win a Super Bowl this year?
0: Um, did not he also throw the most for the most yardage in a, in a season this year?
1: He probably, he probably
0: did. Actually, he did. He beat Drew Brees by I think one yard. Actually.
1: Okay. So what are your game. thoughts on your favorite quarterback?
0: Uh, my favorite quarterback, my favorite person, my favorite human being, Peyton Manning. Um... <laughs> I would say I wish he was a quarterback for my team, but that's um, neither here nor there. Um, you know, I think that he needs to win a Super Bowl this year because there's been so much talk over the years about the fact that he wasn't able to win the big one. Yeah, he has one Super Bowl ring, but he's had so much perceived failure, you know, real failure in in the realm of the playoffs. You know, again with the year that the that he lost to the, the Saints. I mean, I had money; I didn't have money on them, but I thought they should have won that game. They didn't; they weren't able to pull the through. You know they really kind of fell apart in that game, and um, you know being that really the indie teams he was on were more one-dimensional than anything else. I think that Peyton has had such dominance in the regular season, and it had such a lackluster, pretty much bad postseason throughout his career. I do think he. I mean, he's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Hell, Dan Marino never won a damn thing, and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, but I think that. He does need to win this year. I hope he wins this year, and I do think that he's going to win this year. But I do Good think prediction. that it will take a bit of a. I think it will take a bit of a hit if he doesn't. And I think that there's kind of nothing you can do about that because people kind of. You know, it's true that um. People look at it and they'll say, "Well, look at his career, blah blah blah," and he failed again. You know, so they're going to be harder on him than they would on anybody else, sir.
1: Yep, and we like I said, we're going to be on every Tuesday going forward. Knock on wood that you know, we'll have a show for you every Tuesday. We'll have hopefully guests on again. Hopefully, sir, we will hopefully. not just ramble on and we'll have like, you know, different segments that we've uh, been working on, make the show a little bit better, uh, bring you an interactive show, hopefully if you call in or email or Twitter us, tweet us, sorry. Uh but you know, all that stuff, uh, hopefully in twenty fourteen will happen and uh you know, we'll actually talk about Man of Steel one day this week, uh sometime in twenty fourteen. <laughs>
0: Um, damn, you know what? I wanted to talk about that desperately. That was one of the things. We have uh, We have four minutes left, so I'm going to go on a mini rant about that for a second. One thing, sir, that pisses me off to no extent is the casting of Man of Steel. First of all, Ben, and we're going to have to talk about this at great length next week, but Ben Affleck as Batman, awful. The, the first, sir, do you realize that this movie, it, first one to me, Batman versus Superman. So right there, Superman is not even going to get the top billing. It's going to be him versus Batman, you know, as the title of the working idea behind the movie. You're going to have Wonder Woman in the movie. You're going to have Flash in the movie. You're going to have Nightwing in the movie, plus Lex Luthor. How is Superman going to be the focal point of a movie that has five different superheroes in it? Explain that to me, sir.
1: Can you just answer me one question before you go on your little rant? Is um. Why do you have to introduce Batman in the second movie of a reboot of Superman? Why can't you have Superman on his own for uh, maybe another two movies before you actually introduce a Batman versus Superman?
0: I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what the point is behind it. And the fact that they're introducing a new Batman, you know, being Ben Affleck, who's not, you know, it's not going to be a popular, it's not a popular decision. But the fact that he's there, you know, and you're kind of throwing this out there, to me, just doesn't make any sense. What's the point of having him in there? But all right, let, let's just take it at face value. They've already decided this, okay? So explain why you have to throw Wonder Woman in there. Why throw the Flash in there? Why put Nightwing in there? And first of all, the casting for all these good actors, other than Henry Cavill, is Super or terrible. They picked uh, apparently it's official Brian Cranston is going to be Lex Luthor. Brian Cranston, of course, of Breaking Bad fame and Malcolm in the Middle, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. The guy's like fifty years old, and he's going to be super uh, Superman's arch nemesis. So they're really going for the fact that Batman is twenty years old than Superman, and, and Lex is double his age. You know what's up with that? How does that make any sense? And my biggest problem with this film, other than the, the goofy-looking guy they picked to be um, um, Nightwing, is how are you going to pick Gal Gadot from the Fast and the Furious movies to be Wonder Woman? If you look at a picture of her, she is she is uh, as thin as a as a thin sheet of plastic. This woman is has no type of body on her, and I'm not you know trying to be inappropriate or perverted or anything like that, but the fact is women are expected to be built a certain way in these comic book movies. She looks nothing like any of them. She's super thin, um, no shape to her whatsoever, doesn't look like she could knock over a, a leaf, let alone fight people, and Wonder Woman is supposed to be like the most badass of all women, you know, the hero to all girls, and somebody who a movie could write itself if, you know, you're a Wonder Woman... But what pisses me off, right, she's 5'9". You know, again, that's a good height. But when you have the perfect person to be Wonder Woman, someone who's 5'8", someone who's a legitimate badass, somebody who has fought kick the crap out of people, someone who is a fighter, someone who has become an actress and started her own action movies and can handle her own and was also in the Fast and the Furious franchise, and I'm talking about none other than the lovely Gina Carano, the, literally the perfect person to play Wonder Woman. You go and you pick somebody who doesn't look like she's tough, doesn't look like she can fight, doesn't look like she can do anything, when you have like this tough you know, woman who is who's beautiful? Who's brunette? Who's a great height, weight about thirty plus pounds heavier, you know, than the person they picked, and that's pure muscle, by the way. I just don't understand the casting in these Hollywood films, and I know we only have about a minute left here. So, sir, I mean, we'll have to pick this up next week. But why would you? How is it that we can cast these movies and we're not getting paid for this, and the guys who do make such terrible choices?
1: <laughs> like anything, we always criticize, and we know. Uh, we we always are better than the actual people like uh, the monkey writers at WWE. Just like we could pick a better cast, I, I don't know. We could dive into it, sir. The movie doesn't come out until 2015, I believe, so we can have a little segment each week called Superman <laughs> Sucks segment and just look uh, the movie <laughs> for about five minutes before we close out.
0: You're, you're right. We absolutely could. And, folks, of course, we thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you check us out next Tuesday at 11 p.m. We'll be doing our show live uh, from the comfort of our own homes. And, um, you know, we do, uh, we do appreciate that. And we out of your homes. We appreciate you listening. Folks, have a wonderful evening. Make sure to check us out once again, puregoldpg.com. What's the name of your
1: show? Uh, pure gold. Pure gold. Yes,
0: sir.
1: I got two words
0: for you. Pure <laughs> gold. You guys are awesome. Well, well
1: thanks,
0: Nikki Boyer would have been a better choice for super, uh, to be in the Wonder <laughs> Woman, the, the Superman movie. Goodbye, everyone. Woo!
1: We're back, baby. Pure gold.